Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. I love how I like. I don't know. Steve gets such a giddy. He just like, should we record? Should we hit it? And it just starts giggling. <laughs> Let's just just jump into the abyss. Let's just. I like. I like that. That's joy, man. That's pure joy right there. Uh, well, that's what this does. Oh man, it's one of my one of my favorite parts of my week right here. And I was like, I was having the yeah. Joel's like, no, no, no. I kind of got busy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna work do. after that podcast. <laughs> well, I don't come think on, I man. Do it. Come on. Come on. We have it's, dozens of listeners, Joel. Yeah, we have a we have a brand to uphold. That's here. what I'm saying. <laughs> Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast <laughs> with Joel of. and Steve. Oh. I'm drinking I'm drinking coffee out of the mug. Oh yeah, you are. Look at that, mm-hmm. man. We got we got to stand up our store, our merch arm. Our merch manager is really lagging, actually. Yeah, I think we need to can them. Her them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if there's we anybody out there that thinks you're our merch manager, you're really dropping Dude. the ball. You know where the thing really is? We got let's make it let's make a round of t-shirts. I'll throw in on some t-shirts. Shirts? Yeah, with the with our faces on them like that? Sure, why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? We're going to do our uh we got to do our park tour. Yeah. Summer. You think we actually want to do that this summer? Like actually or, go or, do it? Yeah, or you know, backyard backyard recording. Sure. You know. I was listening to the uh, always chilling dudes this week, and they were talking yeah. about like they didn't think they could do their show live. I'm like, sure you can. You're already doing it live. Yeah, they already are. You, you just have the ability to edit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, shout out to the always chilling dudes. Way to yeah, man. Know, keep, the, keep the mics hot. They're cool. Also, mm-hmm. it was kind of a cool. I mean, we live in a small town, essentially Lincoln, Nebraska, right. but. I saw the other day that Mike Simrad had Darren Keene yeah, yeah. on his chill or what is it? Dishing with musicians. Yep. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. I, uh, I haven't listened to that one yet, but I I'm looking forward to it because yeah. I'm sure that's going to be a great conversation. Right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, support your local podcasts, even if it's not ours, always support chilling. by liking and subscribing and reviewing, please. All, all of their, our stuff, their stuff, their stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of podcasts, I am, uh, I am, I am on a deep dive of a, of a serial podcast that, uh, my friend Shane Pearson turned me on to, um, called the rise and fall of Mars Hill. Ooh, it's a, (laughs) we had a conversation and it kind of turned out that he was like that. He found that podcast very helpful to him. But it's all about this very ultra conservative uh, evangelical church in Seattle called Mars Hill Church, not to be confused with Rob Bell's former tr- Mars Hill Bible Church, whatever, because we like Rob Bell. But yes, all of, there's this guy, Mark Driscoll, that was the head pastor. He's still a pastor somewhere. But and like this, like very meticulous multi episode expose on how he kind of fell from prominence there and how he got kicked out and how the church was like this mega church that completely i don't know why i'm fascinated with that shit 
I think it's like because well, you grew up in it. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I did. Yep. But I'm in. I'll listen to that. The rise and fall of Mars Hill. It is, right. and, and you know, the cool thing is like it bears a, and we've made these connections before with more piss and vinegar than intellectual curiosity. <laughs> but uh, the 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 similarities between the rise of somebody like former Pastor Mark Driscoll and Donald Trump is astounding. Mm. It's it's really if anybody wants to like it's kind of dark though. Like I had to had I had to take a break from it. Well, um, of course you know. it is. Yeah, it's dark. It's fucked up. Mm. It's very misogynistic. It's not for the faint of heart. Mm. The way that they uh, like emotionally manipulate women in the church is really fucked up. And yeah, anyway, but it's fascinating. So it's like Donald Trump. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> on you. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. So there's that. Not that I want that to be the topic today. I was just, you know, sure. Talking about podcasts. So. <sighs> Well, now all my good feelings are gone. Wait, 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 wait. You had good feelings? What were those good feelings? I did have good feelings. I spoke at one of the secret meetings this morning. Yeah. That was good, man. It was really emotional, actually. I I watched it from home on my couch. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) I was like, oh, man, I hope Steve doesn't think I'm a bad friend because I didn't show up in person, but it's fine. It was very nice to just sit there and mm-hmm. have some coffee. How was the like the production quality? Could you hear and see? And oh yeah, like, no. the only thing the only thing is like I put my um, remote earbuds in, and so uh-huh. when the whole room starts clapping or talking or laughing, it's a little much for me to take in. But oh, everything sounded fine. Okay. I've, I've they had I've one seen... of those blue microphones used for stuff podcasting and room recording. So yeah, it's. Web, it's cool. It's neat that yeah, they can well, offer that, and that works in a speaker meeting situation. Hundred percent. Yeah, worked out. The laptop at whoever's yep. speaking and put the mic there, and boom. Very yeah, cool. Great. Yeah, no, it was great. So you, yeah, you were pretty, you were pretty open and vulnerable, man. I thought that was yeah. Great. Well, I actually that was kind of. I really felt. Um, how do I want to say this? Like, you know, going in and sharing your whatever life recovery story in front of a hundred strangers is kind of a daunting task, you know, Yeah, be really easy to make it about me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, this time I really felt like, you know, uh, I was trying to help weirdly trying to help the newcomer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know well, what I'm I've, saying? I've definitely had those moments. Like I've, I've had those in like speaking situation or even just sharing at a meeting or like, even like teaching, like I'm going to kill this. I'm going to, I'm going right. to blow some minds. And it's like three steps in and I'm, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's not the, that's not the energy to take in with this. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. It's good. I mean, it's just nice. It's always, it's nice to be able to, to be asked to do anything. Mm. And I've, you know, you know, I've kind of got a patter down, I guess now. Like yeah. I have a couple of things that I like to touch on, you know, yeah. that are just good. They're just good podium stories, basically. Yeah. You know, I really identified when you talk, and this is something, this is an analogy you've brought up before, but I really loved. You're like, when you were younger, you wish you had a hole, a like portable a, hole, a port, like a Bugs Bunny hole. You could just throw in the ground. Yeah, exactly. And that's and probably like- where I got it from is Bugs Bunny, actually. Yeah, that's what I always envision. Yeah. Is Bugs Bunny just like tossing this hole out in front yep. of him and climbing into it? Yep. I'm like, oh, that that tracks for me too, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah i always wanted that man or wish you know something just anything yeah mm -hmm. just just until hide. yeah or just not deal or yeah mm -hmm. yeah the playground was really intense it really was mm -hmm. there's a Especially lot Especially I mean, you didn't really have friends oh mm -hmm. and like the the feeling of like i gotta go out here and socialize but i don't know where i mean your kids so like it's like who's my enemy today you don't know <laughs> kind of yeah right you yeah, don't know right who's gonna come up and shank me yeah you don't you have no idea you're like i i had a i i, I was that kid one time i'll never forget playing soccer and this kid i was in elementary school with he was playing goalie and i was like right in front of him trying to defend or whatever and I just decided at the last minute to switch teams when the ball got passed to me because I wanted to score a goal. Oh God. So I turned around and like scored the goal. And he's like, what the hell? And I'm like, gotcha. You know, I'm like, <laughs> just like, you just, it's like, it's total wild kingdom out there. You don't know who's in this case. You were the wild kingdom. 100%. You were the turncoat. A hundred percent. Oh my gosh. But then, then you knew, like, you go out there the next day, or even the afternoon recess, and it might be you might be on the 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 business end of that, right? Know? Well, yeah. I was all you know in the things where, you know, they you divide up the teams or whatever. I was always the, and I guess we'll take her bower, you know. Yeah. Yep. Because I had no social or physical, no social skills, no athletic skills, you know. Mm -hmm. I, think, mm -hmm. I guess whatever we'll take. I was kind of always the runt, scrawny, mm. you know, like yeah. not very fast, a little asthmatic. I was never <laughs> picked first. <laughs> I was never picked first. Yeah. That's when I learned how to tell jokes. Sure. There you go. Yeah. See, I never learned that either. So as I learned how to be funny, right? You got to have something mm -hmm. and weirdly self-loathing doesn't really sell on the playground. It really doesn't like, <laughs> like overt cowardice isn't really praised in third grade it's not weirdly yeah let's hear it for overt cowardice yeah man <laughs> i think everybody has it to a certain extent some people just manifest it differently than others oh and there's no like narrative when you're a kid at that time no nope. i don't know if things are different now but there's no narrative like everything's different now yeah like there's probably a about youtube channel about it there's a YouTube what? No, I'm saying there's probably a YouTube channel yes, about 100%. whatever, you know. Like talk about your feelings, be vulnerable. It's okay to be scared today. Like I'm sure there's messaging out there which is fucking awesome. Right. Cuz that's not what we that's not what I learned. <laughs> well, I just look at my kids. I mean, they they don't watch TV, they watch YouTube. Yeah, wow, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that's there's like they can't even compute um, like the concept of, cause I'm old enough that we had four channels and one of them was PBS. Yeah. Right. And then you just watched what was on. That was it. And what was yeah. on was crap. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, you were, you were, uh, yeah, you got, you had to watch whatever, like the kids program was right. You watched the afternoon kids programming. Yeah. And it's like, well, I, I either, and there was something I was like, oh, I fucking hate this, but it, that I'd rather watch this. But the, than... we didn't know any different. It was just what no. you watched. Weird. Yeah. Now that I look back on it like that, that, ugh. you know, and now, and now kids can like watch literally everything anytime. 
Yeah, and and they can also cater their their programming. They could they're they can their curate own. their own feed. Yep, they're mm-hmm. their own TV guide. Yeah, which is kind of good, and I kind of also not so great sometimes. Yeah, because they're already they're already learning to you know they're already fitting the alg- algorithm to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, signed into YouTube. That's it, man. Yep. Like with your Gmail account, like you're you're setting up your algorithm for yeah ever basically. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. But fortunately, like I keep, we don't keep, we keep pretty close tabs on what they're watching. And it's a lot of, it's really awesome. Actually, (laughs) like like some of the, some of the like podcasters they watch are great. Some of them are crap, but whatever, like they get to be, you know, like not everybody can be us, you know, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can be us. And why would they want to be? Yeah. I can't handle that kind of pressure. I mean, we're, we're podcasting moguls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although uh, I noted with some self-satisfaction that our numbers are about are trending back up again. We were kind of in a bit of a slump. Ooh. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder what that's about. I don't know. Maybe people are just desperate for entertainment. <laughs> well, desperation is probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe people are getting out more, doing more shit and putting on yeah, podcasts maybe. and maybe curating their algorithm. I don't know. Right. Yeah. We're, we're, I mean, we're happy to be part of your algorithm. I wonder, I wonder if we, I, I mean, I'm kind of in charge of the channels and it, you know, the last few weeks of my life. Wow. Well, fuck dude. Shit's been nuts since February. <laughs> I've just been yeah. going like right. shows after shows after shows. But um, yeah, I wonder if we uh, put a little more, I, I'm back on Facebook now. Oh, good God. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm off Instagram. So I noticed that. So yeah, like I'm off the grams. You got to take a break, dude. That's totally legit. But well, I, it's, I, yeah, it's actually like, it's very, it's just nice. Yeah. It's weirdly nice. Like, I don't like, I don't, I, it's weird. I haven't really missed, like, I kind of need to be on Facebook just <sighs> Cause that's where people talk about shit, you know, mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. how you find out about stuff and like the band and all that, you know, yeah. I kind of, but, uh, it can all just go to hell. I don't care. <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Like if you're, if you're creating events, if you're doing things like you this have to be on or Facebook. shows, yeah. like that's what brought me back. Honestly, brought me back to Facebook was it was right around a couple weeks ago when I, when the Pearl jam tour was yep. announced and I could get tickets. I know that I was like, if I get locked out, I know of three different Facebook groups that I'm involved in that yep. somebody would hook me up with. You know, right. like if I yeah, didn't, yeah. if I got locked out of a good seat, I'll just get on there and get a ticket. Like right. I, I know those groups, they're really, they're really supportive and loving, except when you're a shithead, then they don't, they don't, they're not well, as kind. Good. Right. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I came back and I realized that the, since October, I hadn't really done, I pretty much deactivated my account. You had for a while. Yeah. And it was like, Oh, I, I didn't, it was nice. I didn't give a shit about anybody. I mean, <laughs> shitty, but I'd like, I don't nope. know who, I don't have no idea who had a birthday except if, if it was my <laughs> wife or my right. family, I have no well, idea. That's how, that's how it was in the before times. Yeah. You had to know either that or you had like a calendar. Oh yeah. Calendar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The before times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then I realized, man, I'm like, oh, I've got some cool shit coming up. I'm like, maybe, maybe I could push the, maybe the, if I, if I wanted to create a page for the podcast, I could do that. You if could do I that. Little, I could do that. Sure. See if our numbers tick up and we can finally quit our jobs and 
yeah, dude, what are you doing? Come on. I know <laughs> the temptation to be like, you know what? Oh man, let's monetize this bitch. Fuck. I mean, if I had a decent satellite dish on a sprinter van and we could m- make a nominal, nominal, I can't even talk nominal, nominal income yeah. from this. Kirsten, I, I, I would be sending her just like, let's go. Let's sell the house. Let's get out of here. Let's hit the road. I'm out. Let's go. Some of those sprinter vans are pretty nice. No, I've been really, I, that is a, that is a toxic trait of mine. I'm like, that's my, that's my bugs bunny hole. Right. The sprinter like, I van. Want, I just want I mean, to run. Yeah. Oh, I get, I talked about that this morning. <laughs> Cut and run. Cut and run, man. <sighs> yeah. So you guys are unencumbered, relatively speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't have that. Not for, well, let's see. About five more years. Then we'll see. <laughs> I'm, I, yeah. I'm curious to know what an empty nest Urbauer household looks like. Yeah. I think you guys might blow it out we're gonna get weird that's what's gonna happen yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's gonna be good Mm -hmm. well (laughs) the kids are gonna live here while they go to college so oh yeah Mm -hmm. but they'll have a key they can come and go yeah whatever yeah maybe we'll build them like the 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 what is it the mother-in-law entrance yes that's probably a good idea Mm -hmm. just make like the downstairs like an apartment yep put a camera on the door just to be right yeah yeah that might not be a bad idea, but right. Yeah. We'll see how all that shakes out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Francesca yeah, wants to go to Harvard. So I, t- <laughs> Hey, I tell her, well, do good in school, kid, get yeah. those scholarships. But yeah. I don't want to hear any complaints about homework then. That's what, right. Pretty much. Yeah. That's, like, that's the leverage you have right there. Like, right. yeah, you can totally get into Harvard, Harvard. You just got to have a stellar. stellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Starting now. Oh, and by the way, do all of the activities. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. If we can get her in a get her into a rowing crew, you yeah, know what I mean? Nebraska. Yeah. 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 Where the hell do you row crew in Nebraska? The Platte exactly. River. Exactly. I don't know. Don't you guys? Do you guys have a lake near you now? Yeah. It, it's about go. big enough to put the boat in. My sister <laughs> rowed crew in high school. Where? Uh. Uh. Well, in Virginia. Oh, Virginia. On, on the right. Potomac and the Skullkill River up in Pennsylvania. That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys were not always around here. Right. Yeah. No, she like did crew hardcore. That is hardcore shit. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. They do. They do a rowing club out at, um, at, uh, Holmes Lake, but it's not a river. It's not a, it's not a, you know, uh, um, you get like three good strokes in and you're on the other side. Exactly. Yeah. Then you gotta turn the boat around. Exactly. And okay, those everybody don't, those don't, <laughs> Those aren't exactly nimble boats. No, they're designed to go in one direction. But the, yeah, though the rivers they do that on comp- in competition, are they like like irrigation canals or something? Because they like have I don't know no the only, waves. The only comp- I think I I honestly couldn't tell you where Libby rode like for practice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was down in a town. I think practice was in a town called Woodbridge, Virginia, which is not you know it's twenty minutes from us. But I I don't know body of water the only meat of theirs that i went to was on the skull kill in uh philadelphia that's a sweet name for a river right mm-hmm. it was really beautiful actually that was um it was a really cool day but how do you watch you can only really be in one spot and then they just zoom by and you're like yay go and then that's it kind of yeah 
Okay. And I, and I honestly, I, I don't remember a lot of that day. Okay. Um, got it. But, uh, but I remember it being nice and me yeah. thinking, well, this is really, cause there's all these boat houses and it's just really pretty and picturesque and you know, yeah. it's neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think she really enjoyed that. She'd have to, she'd get her on here. Why am I not talking? Why do I even have my sister on here? I don't know. That's low hanging fruit, man. <laughs> Libby. I don't even know if you'd want to do this, but if you do, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Libby, I totally want to talk to you. Oh, I think she's I've fascinating. Only met, she's I've only people. met her like maybe once. Yeah, she's uh, she's really she's really good people, and has had a pretty interesting career, and yeah. is just a far out person in general. She's in Seattle, isn't she? Mm-hmm, correct. She works for Microsoft. Mar- I, dude, as for many out. moons, we bought we bought insanely priced airline fare to go out there this July. For what? What's the occasion? Fun. The hell of it. Oh yeah. Good. You're going to love it. You've never been there. Have you? No, we fly into Seattle and then we're going to drive around down to Oregon and Portland and then drive back, fly out of Seattle. That'll be great. That'll be a great trip. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seattle's awesome. I love it there. I've never it's been. Cool. Of course, the, the only times that I've been there are to visit and it's always been sunny, which is kind of not the norm. So um, yeah. What's it? Is July, a, is July rainy or is, is like summer, like nice. I've only been there in the summer or like late spring. Okay. And it's been sunny basically every day. Perfect. Um, yeah, you should be all right. But you know, expect to be damp. <laughs> yeah, I've already, yeah, I'm looking at rain jackets. Speaking of the algorithm, I looked at one rain jacket from an Instagram <laughs> ad, and now the Everywhere. entire meta company thinks I want to buy every rain jacket ever. Ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Weird. I'm like I'll spend the extra fucking 30 bucks to go down to Moose's tooth and buy it. If I don't have to like deal with the avalanche of right. ads for this. Plus Moose's tooth is just cool. And they're yeah, local. They cool. We should support them. Today's episode brought to you by Moose's tooth outdoor <laughs> company. That's right. Algorithm free. Yeah. I'm stoked on that to go out there. Yeah. There's some places I'll have to like, there's a really awesome MoMA. Is it what it's called? It's oh called? yeah. Yeah. Mopop. Sure. Got to go there. Um, Hit well, the there's, needle. there's a, there's a museum of popular culture out there. That's it. Yep. That I really want to go to because I don't, I think it's still there, but this is, I mean, you can see the nerdery around me. Right. There's a whole Pearl jam exhibit oh, out wow. there. Mm-hmm. So they've got all the things that I definitely want to see. Yeah. So. You're going to like, you're going to like it out there. It's, it's uh, we, yeah, we've got like spots to stay in an Olympic national park and shit. Oh, cool. And we have plans to go to the Goonies house and shit in Astoria. Oh, really? In Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> Nerd! I'm going to do the truffle shuffle outside of that house. I think it's put... still, a, I think it's like privately owned. I don't think it's like you, the Goonies museum or anything. You, you have to put that on, on the grams or something. I want to see I'll Joel do the, the truffle shuffle. I'll take one for the team. <laughs> oh my God. That's beautiful. I, like I'm like it's like a weird like pilgrimage. Like I'm I know I'm gonna cry seeing dude, that shit. Here's the thing, dude. My kids didn't like that movie. I, I know. Don't, I, I don't know what to. I mean, I I don't fault them. I almost sold them. You know, like I'm trying to think of like movies that my parents really wanted me to dig that I yeah, didn't, yeah, you dig, didn't. You know, yeah. I mean that's my kids did not like the Goonies. They did not like Ghostbusters. But they're all oh, in on Ferris Bueller, so okay. Well, that's that's a win. I'll take that. The Ghostbusters thing, 
I don't, I mean, is that why they keep trying to remake it? Cause they know that like, it's funny. It's a good concept and we're trying to recreate it, but the, but the well, special effects and- really weren't bad for 1986. Well, I, I, I think it was just, I think it was just a completely, cause it's a, it's like a comedy movie. That's also a horror movie. Yeah. And I oh, think okay. it just kind of, you know, mm-hmm. some of the comedy, like they're just too young for, it's just, you know, yeah. they just didn't get it. And yeah. I mean, like the scene at the beginning when Bill Murray's, you know, doing his experiments and torturing that poor guy <laughs> while trying to make it with the with the, with the woman. Yeah, they were just like the, the the whole thing. They were just like, "What the hell is going on?" I don't understand yeah. this. And I'm like, "Okay, yeah. all right, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're gonna yeah, we're gonna have to revisit Bill Murray though, because yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, because they don't have any concept of who that is. They've seen him kind of in passing a couple times. You haven't shown him Caddyshack yet, have we? You? Haven't gotten Caddyshack. Yeah, I, they need to be a little bit older for that. Because I agree, it's and not a did. it's not a kids movie. Like all it's of not. the humor in it is a little. Ju- it's it's like it's an adult movie with lots of juvenile humor. A hundred percent. I mean, the and name of the country th- club is Bushwood, <laughs> and it's and it's a little. I mean. I, I don't know that even hip young women. I don't know that they would really find a lot of the misogyny that funny in that movie. Either. That's, there's some, but it's yeah. Is it good natured misogyny? I don't know. Is there such a thing, Steve? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. But it's is it? But is it misogyny? It's I mean, misogyny, but it's all in good fun. There's the, I mean, there's the obligatory <laughs> late seventies, early eighties, you know, scene with the breasts, right? Because right. that you have to have in you know porkies, all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just yeah. anything. Yeah, you know, there's the obligatory scene with the, with the breasts. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to watch that because it's like funny. even Chevy Chase and the, you know, the blonde girl from New York. I mean, that's she. She was no angel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there is a there is a there is a level of um sort of blanket deba- blanket debauchery, debauchery all around Bushwood. You that's know? what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it is kind of just like every yeah, it's like Animal House in that way. It's like right, there's no there's no heroes in that movie. No, right. Nope. And 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 it delights in that. Yeah, the snobs versus the slobs. <laughs> I I I think about that. I don't know. That's interesting. Like thinking about I was it was I don't know somebody one of my colleagues was talking about in passing. They were talking about Blazing Saddles mm. and like Classic. that movie at the time. Uh, my, my dad that was like the movie my dad really wanted me to love and i did actually oh you serious I, see i was time, forbid, i was for, forbidden to watch it i you know i remember the farting scene oh yeah that's I, but i mean I like died. that's the scene I, that gets the most press but it's the least offensive scene in the whole 100%, movie percent right yeah but but like some of the other stuff like I, a colleague was talking about it's like well i mean at the time, nobody thought, I mean, racism obviously was a thing and like being able to talk about racism and like, like call it out was a yeah. thing, uh-huh. but that movie was not at the time considered inherently overtly racist. Well, I but think when you watch it now, you're kind of like, oh. but here's a, to me watching it now is that it was actually, uh, cause Richard Pryor was originally supposed to play Cleavon Little's part, but he couldn't for some reason. Oh, wow. Right. Uh-huh. And it, I mean, so Richard Pryor wrote a lot of those jokes. Mm. Like he was one of the writers of the film with Mel Brooks. Okay. 
I didn't and know he, that. Yeah, and he like Cleavon Little. He was Richard Pryor was supposed to play that part. I cannot see anybody else but him playing. Well, that right, part, that's because no. he was perfect and amazing in it. But so my perfect. my point my point is is that to me, it is. It's almost like it's it's lampooning the racism. A hundred percent. And I think that that that's the genius of Bro- Mel Brooks. Yes, is that he did that at a time when that wasn't even a thing. People. You know what I mean? It was that, like that's that's what I'm like. The, the, yeah, everybody remembers. It's like it's like the Grateful Dead being known for Casey Jones, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It. It's like yeah. there's a lot, a little bit more happening there than that. Like that movie, uh, I think was very just groundbreaking on that level. Like we're calling this, we're just bringing this, we're dragging it wide out in the open yeah. and laying it all out for everybody to see, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know. I, I don't think it's it has a lot to do with racism. No, but it's it not racist. I don't think, and I could oh, be very that, wrong about that. That's interesting. That's 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 the beauty of the th- the thematic stuff that they dance through. Mm-hmm. They didn't make it about. They did. They easily could have though. I mean, there were moments when he comes riding into town where they say the things. Yeah, uh-huh. and and it's. It, well, it could have been about that, but it's not. It's just it, it's taking it's taking shots at like, you know, Mel uh, Mel Brooks wanted to make a western, so he made Blazing Saddles. Mel Brooks wanted to make a horror movie, so he made Young Frankenstein. Like, oh god, know, I need to watch know, that movie again. Oh my god, oh, Gene Wilder in that is See, so the, fucking. I've actually good. heard that in like in the last couple of years, like how good that movie is, and I haven't watched. It. I need to rent it and watch it uh you do okay who is who else is in that what's wow god the sort of female lead in that it's not madeline khan is it no because she's one of the go-tos for i'm gonna google it i'm doing it do it man it's fantastic i yeah i watched that um during covid because I was like going, I didn't really want, I mean, the world was definitely scary. Mm-hmm. So right around the time of, uh, you know, Halloween, I didn't want to watch actual, I like to watch some scary stuff around Halloween, sure. but I found all the fun, you know, stuff. So right. I was like, Oh dude, no, Madeline Kahn is in it. Terry Gar is who I'm thinking. Of. Oh, Terry. sure. She's so great. She's fantastic in that. Mm-hmm. I kind of oh. forgot about her. She's good. Just in general. Yeah, she was she was great, but Madeline Kahn is in that. Sh- but uh, Terry Gar is fantastic, and oh, Cloris Leachman. Cloris <laughs> Leachman in that is just she it puts on a clinic of comedic acting. Okay, I'm in because I uh, love her. Have you do, do you do you know the movie High Anxiety? Yes, I her, yes, but her and Harvey Corman. That's the best movie couple I've ever seen. I need to. I know I've seen it, but it's well, been let's a just time. say she has him. She has a special closet that she ties him up in. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> oh my god, that movie's so great. Yeah, I definitely recommend you revisit Young Frankenstein. Okay. All right. I'll put it. I'll put it in the bubble. <laughs> yeah, I watch Blazing Saddles probably like once a year, just for the hell of it. I, dude. I yeah, I need to. I bought it on Blu-ray used. Oh uh, yeah few months ago mm-hmm. i bought like that and the godfather and a few other they oh, just nice. had like i was at this used video store and it was mm-hmm. like oh sweet i'm gonna grab these um 
You know what? We should. You haven't seen that movie, Nebraska, yet, have you? No. Holly hasn't seen it. That's what we need to do is you and Kirsten need to come over to our house. We need to have dinner and watch Nebraska. Dude, I'm so in for that shit. Because mm-hmm. that movie's so great. It's I'm, so great. I, I need to see the house. We need to hang out. We need to be. Oh, yeah. You haven't seen the house yet. I haven't seen the house yet. We've only been here since December, dude. What the hell? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, I'm about unloaded. <laughs> I have done. Th- I will have done and been a part of. I know we've, we've been a little busy three consecutive theatrical productions. Wow. It's been an, it's been a wild spring, man. And it's like, I got to take a page from my colleague Jeff's book. Um, yesterday we, it was like, you know, work call and we got tech rehearsal today that I have to run out of here for, but it's, it's like, you know, always a mad dash. This director always loves to, put a bunch of props and gimmicks and it's like kind of our job to make all that happen and it's fine right. but right, it's right. a it's it's a little it's not a in the right frame of mind you kind of want to blow it all up right but we show up to work call yesterday and he is just like a pig and shit just like welcome to the shit show <laughs> you know and it's like man i learned a great lesson i'm like yeah that is the best attitude the to great walk attitude it's like i do that at work a lot do you yeah, when I get a call and somebody starts talking about, well, the thing and it's not, and I can't, and I don't know, and I did the thing, and now it's even worse, and I just go, we'll, we'll be right over. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, here we go. Let's dive in. Man. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, need to, I need to do that more because I was showing up kind of freaked out about all the things we had to get done, and that attitude just changed the vibe. Everybody was like, it's sweet. Like, yeah. Let's go. Welcome to it's the a, shit show. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. Cause that, I, that I think as a prevailing attitude in the world is really helpful. I call that the, I got that concept from uh, the Woodstock grin, oh. which is, which is the promoters of Woodstock when they realized that they were going to lose their ass. Mm. They were going to lose. They were just, they were so screwed financially once mm-hmm. they realized that people were just coming in and and they just looked at each other and went well here we go and like what are we gonna do jimmy hendrix is playing on stage there's five hundred thousand people here i guess we'll just i yeah. guess we'll just eat it you know nothing, nothing left to do but smile smile, 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 smile. smile. exactly yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like okay man well i th- th- wasn't there like i feel like i don't know if it was pre-woodstock or during the shit show but like they uh i saw this interview with him and there's like a news crew out on the field looking over the the masses coming in or already there and he just rolls up on a fucking motorcycle in the middle of the pasture just like and he's like does this interview whips a cookie and leaves it was amazing huh i haven't seen that i think that was pre though i think it was i think it was they were all full of hope sure yeah, yeah yeah well of course they were yeah um i have a dog here that was demanding attention well, last night, Holly and I were killing a little time. We were waiting for uh, daughter number one to get home from mm-hmm. a thing. And uh, I was just flipping through YouTube and there was a little documentary on the Us Festival. Do you Us. know the Us Festival? No. Nope. That's so funny because Holly was like, why have I not heard of this? Hold on a sec. Dog, here's the thing. Uh, I know. This dog's really getting in the way of our consistent fucking. She doesn't want to leave. Whatever. Um, so the us festival, oh my God, Mm -hmm. Paul was like, how have I not heard of this? Um, 
it was uh, in San Bernardino Valley in California in 1982, paid for by Steve Wozniak, formerly of Apple Computers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Steve uh, wanted to throw a big party, have a big concert. Right. And, uh, and I mean, you, the, head, the list of headliners included, oh, the police, the B-52s, um, you know, bands that were kind of popular at the time. Yeah. And it was 150,000 people, maybe more. Um, uh-huh. And so, yeah, and this is just a little documentary, like the back end of that, like how it came together. And they took, uh, Waz had the money, like he hired, basically they started a company, a corporation to, to throw the festival, to put it on. And he cut the two principals a check for $2 million and said, go do make it. Wow. Yeah. Well, he's like, I mean, he says, he's like, I had more money than any person should ever have. So I wanted to do something fun with it. And it, it, did it happen? Yeah. Oh, very much. So two years, actually 82 and 83. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. don't know anything about that. Yeah. That's so funny. That's, that's, that's the age difference. Cause even Holly didn't, she was like, how have I never heard of this? I'm like, I don't know. It was huge. I was 11 when it happened. Oh uh, yeah. No. And, uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a really big deal. Um, I'm not because. sure what the point was there. Oh, Woodstock. Right. And then they learned, you know, they are like, we do not want this to be another Altamont, which had, had was only like 13 years earlier. So right. this, that was still kind of fresh in people's minds, you know, totally. Um, which was a total and complete shit, shit show from soup to nuts. Um, but they like, they just spent an ungodly amount of money to make like, to make it as comfortable as, and Bill Graham of course was involved. Yeah. And, uh, so there's some good footage of Bill Graham being Bill Graham, which is great. Mm. He was a, uh, divisive character sure. simply because of the fact that it was literally his way or you can fuck off straight off. Yeah. You yeah. know? And, uh, and but he, but earned it was, that. he earned that clout. Oh, 100% put, by putting, putting on, on the, the best, best concerts, shows. putting on the best concerts. And, and so was, that he pretty much did that shit right up until the end of his life. Right. Cause oh, like, well, he was literally flying away from a pavilion in Concord, California coming from a Huey Lewis in the news show. Hmm. And when his helicopter hit power lines, hmm. he was so yeah very much active uh, yeah. until, you know, like he basically invented the concert industry. We know, and basically hate today, <laughs> but any, but any, uh, any, uh, time you've ever walked out of, a you know, arena concert or show and thought, you know, that was pretty cool. You can thank Bill Graham. Yeah. Yep. Because he set the standard there, you know, mm. um, he wanted every, and it was all, you know, it was always, uh, tonight's event brought to you by Bill Graham presents, you yeah, know, Bill Graham presents. Yes. But it was very like, he, he was a complete hard ass, but it was in the name of, and it was all about his name, yeah. but it was also in the name of providing the highest quality experience. Mm. And sometimes he ran into opposition with that, you know? Right. So, cause when uh, did he die? Nine 91. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because his, but his, his company lived on after that. I, I'm I've sure seen, I don't, I'm, I, I can't say for certain, but I'm pretty sure it's still going. Well, it's probably like I've seen P or something. Bill Graham presents. I, again, part of my nerddom with Pearl jam is looking past and somebody posts a bunch of, uh, they had collected tickets because they were they were complaining about the 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 concert industry right now and which is how ugh. it's a total shit show. But like I got Scam. really nice. I, yeah, I, I I paid a pretty penny for 
for Pearl Jam tickets, but I didn't pay platinum or I didn't get, right. I mean, I got legit tickets, but they were, you know, complaining, but they were, they were like, you know, kind of what we're doing right now, like the good yeah. old days. And they were showing all these tickets they collected. And uh, th- there was one, there was like a 96 Pearl Jam show that said Bill Graham presents. So I didn't sure. really know. I didn't really understand like when he passed. Mm-hmm. It's like if he was still doing it well into the nineties. Well, when I saw uh, in 2001, me, Chris Meek and a couple other folks went out to Red Rocks to see Phil Lesh play a couple nights. Oh. And Phil did a blood drive the afternoon of the second show. And we went out to that. And I, I, I know I donated blood and got to meet Phil. I got his autograph. And but I had a I have this black T-shirt with a really great uh, photo of Bill Graham on the front with his one of his action faces, you know, like mm. he's looking, you know, mm. what the fuck's going on over there kind of thing. And on the back, it says cheers, Bill, like in his autograph, you know, mm. and I'm standing in line kind of just spacing off waiting for Phil or whatever. And, uh, this big dude comes up to me and, uh, and he looks at me kind of seriously and says, you have a shirt with Bill Graham on, on like, mm. and he's like, why very point blank. Uh, like out of nowhere, I don't know this, know this guy, but he's in, he's imposing, right? Yeah, right. And I I thought, okay, this is an intense moment. I should probably answer the question, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, well, um, I never I never met Bill Graham. I'm getting I'm gonna start crying. Yeah, man. He said I never I never met Bill Graham, but his work had a very powerful effect on my life, and I'm just really grateful you know for for what he did and the guy kind of stood up and smiled and said my name's rob barsati i was bill graham's right hand man for 30 years wow Hmm. it was cool it was a really neat moment he was checking you out man he was well he just i think because not many people wear shirts with bill graham on them you know you see, steal your face, shit the whole day, day all Jerry the tie dyes and all, all that. Day, just a yeah. black t-shirt with Bill Graham giving what the fuck is going on over there. Look, you know, yeah. and uh, so he just came over to say hi, basically. Wow. It was intense. Yeah. Because um, that like he was bringing 30 years of history and, you know, uh, to, to that conversation. Mm-hmm. It was it was cool. Mm. I'll never forget that. That's wild. Cause like he saw that look of, and I, I know the t-shirt you're talking about cause I've seen you wear it and I didn't know what it meant for so long. Yeah. yeah. Like, I like, uh, you know, he's, he saw, he's seen that look from him. It's like, it's just oh, like, yeah, it, it's like if, if somebody like had a picture of you on a fucking, you know, like our t-shirts that we're going to make this summer that you can buy. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like why the mm-hmm. fuck you got that on man. Right. Kind of. I mean, that's kind of, he was, it was really like, he wasn't, it wasn't malevolent, yeah, but it was also serious. Yeah. Like he wanted, it was almost like he wanted to see if I was a complete jackass. Right. That's what I mean. Like he was like, is this kid just wearing this? Yeah. Did you buy because it at Target? It, Do you have any idea what you're representing right yeah. now? Like, oh, I don't know. I just know it's Bill Graham. I don't know. Grateful Dead, just, man. Right. Kind of. Yeah. I don't know. He did something, you know. I wanted to be cool at the show. What do you think? Right. But I, yeah. But I mean, like I. I saw Bill Graham walking around the Oakland Coliseum checking shit out, you know, like mm-hmm. when uh 
one of the highest, and I don't mean that in an intoxicated sense, but one of the highest moments of my whatever Grateful Dead career or whatever was seeing the Jerry Garcia band at the Oakland Coliseum on Halloween of 1992. Uh, Garcia had been sick that summer and he came back. It was his first show back mm. for starters and he looked great. But what was important was that like Ken Kesey was there. Mm. Uh, Bill Graham was there. No, Bill Graham was not there. Forget I said that. Dates are wrong. He couldn't have been there. My memory. See, look, dude, I'm 50 years old. What Ken Kesey? Maybe you thought Ken Kesey. That's being, where I was. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I was going with that. Never mind. Self-correct. No, but I want. Okay, yeah. fuck it. You forgot the dates, but what? Why was it so high? Well, because why was it a high moment. Never mind, Bill Graham. It was Bill yeah. Graham joint, but he was not there. But Man, Ken Kesey, there. that was as close to an actual acid test as a person could get in the early 1990s. Yeah. Jerry Garcia and Ken Kesey in the same room. And Ken Kesey was, he had the full on uh, a three ring circus ringmaster, the red thing with the hat and the whatever baton. And Ken Kesey was master of ceremonies that night. Wow. And they had a a costume contest (laughs) and uh, like before the show, Oh, I know what the tie to Bill Graham was is he always had, in the back of the arena, like the back half of the third of the floor, there was a volleyball net. So people could just play volleyball (laughs) to kill time, you know? And there was usually the dead shows that I saw there. There wasn't because there wasn't enough room, Mm -hmm. but at this concert, there was a volleyball net. Mm. That was the tie to Bill Graham anyway. uh, But during the the costume contest and there's video of this on YouTube, like some of the costumes, they just had like, they picked like 20 people because you couldn't do everybody, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was a little kind of mini stage in between the soundboard and the stage. And uh, there was this couple that came up and they were wearing these boxes and the guy had, um, they were electrical outlets. Like he was electric plugs, right? So he had things yeah. sticking out of his costume and the woman had receptacles, right? <laughs> yeah. And when they came together, which they did, they lit up. Wow. Right. Yeah. It was intense. The place went crazy. Yeah. I'm sure. And we thought, okay, that's totally going to win. Right. Uh, but the, fi- the, the, the next one was this young woman in this butterfly leotard costume situation. And as loud and as crazy as the place got for the couple that lit up when they came together, because it was mm-hmm. great. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. just lost their fucking minds. It was so cool. Yeah. Um, there, when she stood, st- stepped into the spotlight, she was so beautiful. Mm and like luminescent and mm-hmm. radiant. And she was just standing there smiling and being beautiful and radiant and luminous, not like arrogant, like a fucking runway model. Right. Right. The place literally, the place literally got quiet. And then like the applause started. Wow. Right. Everybody was yeah. like, Oh my God. Yeah. And they just started clapping and it the got so, and it just got so <laughs> loud. And, Kesey was like, we have a winner, (laughs) right? It was a really beautiful moment. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Thanks. Thanks, Bill Graham, for for elevating our, you know, concert experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew who this? I just want to reference. This is not Billy Graham. Very different. Very different situation. Very different. I would argue that uh, Bill Graham's productions 
brought more people closer to God than Billy Graham's. You heard it here, folks. I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that I, yeah, that ties, that ties a knot though from earlier with that whole podcast I was listening to just the theatrics of it. I mean, you know, you get people together in the room, you can get them to become incensed on goodness or evil. Right. Or, you know, yeah. Hmm. That was, the, I, that was, the, that was kind of the point is that like, despite, <sighs> I mean, there's a dark underbelly to rock and roll. Wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this quote, but Hunter Thompson said something to the effect of the music industry is a hollow trench of uh, something money grubbing hollow trench where good men die like dogs. And then he all and then it's followed with, and there's also a negative side to it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, it is, I mean, the music industry is kind of ugly and, uh, mm. but that was like, despite all of that, at least in that particular arena with those people, it was pure light, mm. you know, for it a can minute. happen. Sometimes it can happen. Right. I mean, just, I guess that was like, really the people in attendance were there for the beauty. Yeah. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. On, in a, on a large scale, there's 12,000 people there, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I got a lot of concert tickets coming up, man. And what I'm are you so, seeing? Well, tonight we're seeing Thievery Corporation down at the Bourbon. Oh, no kidding. That'll be good. Yeah. A little down tempo uh-huh. dance stuff. That'll be great. I, mm-hmm. I love the Thievery Corporation. And then, I have, yeah, an abundance of riches. There's a, I have, we're going to go see new kids on the block. Oh my God. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. I got that for Kirsten's birthday. That, uh, the, uh, always chilling guys. We're talking about like one of them. I think it was Thomas's one of the best shows he ever saw. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's part of why I was like, oh, buy those, but like salt and pepper is going to be there. It'll be, yeah, that, be, I saw that. That'll be fun. It'll be a blast. It'll be fun. We'll push it real good. We'll push it real good. And then, uh, <laughs> Well, I've got a, you know, I've got a real quandary and I haven't even really talked to Kirsten about it, but we have tickets like front row seats or something to Boney Vare at Pinewood at the same weekend, the dead and company are going to be in Boulder. Oh, so I don't think she's keen on going to dead and company. So I may have to gift her and a friend of that. If I go party with the, the boys, right. right. Did you see that thing? Because there's that Rolling Stone posted, uh, you know, dead and company are going to tour after 2022. And then somebody put on Twitter, like, <laughs> Dead and Company are so slow. This could be an April Fool's joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, because like Bob Weir was like news to me, and yeah. Billy was like, and I was like, is is Bob always kind of the last to know when the tour is off? Though maybe. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I feel like that's kind of on might, brand. Might have missed the memo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, Jerry's sick. We're not doing this, right? I guess I'll go on a rat dog tour, right? But yeah, the, I don't know how. I I I have a hunch. I have a hunch that Mayor did something with his people and they told Rolling Stone. Yeah. Mayor didn't have, he's on tour right now and he didn't have the opportunity to tell everybody. That's, that's what my, I was wondering. That's my thought is that Mayor's like, well, yeah, whatever. Like, we just need, what we need is Billy Strings and Jay Lane. Here's the, that, I mean, I, I'm not mad at that at all. And it's nope. not like I want to get rid of John Mayer. Nope. But whatever. Know? 
Matt Marnowski is going to have some thoughts on this episode when he finally gets to it. But I, <laughs> fuck, dude, we've had a we. That's been a wonderful thing that made a great thing. Great it's thing. Been great. But, they can pick up the pace a little bit, but for the most part, it's been really great. I think if they actually do bring bring Billy Strings on, they're going to have to. Right. Right. Well, we'll see. That's no. Nobody's actually saying that that's going to be a thing. Wow, we're all kind of wanting it. But yeah, I think we are actually like, yeah. LaDonna posted something about it. She's like, finally, do we get some Billy Strings in there? Here's the, yeah, that's funny. Here's the (laughs) thing is that again, no disrespect, you know, you know, love is real, whatever. But like, there's so much amazing music out there right now. Yeah. Like I'm going to see the dead and company because I, it's in my DNA. What am I supposed to do? Right. Exactly. And I want to go see Mickey Hart play the beam. And, you know, it's, you know, Bob Weir is easily the most frustrating musician that I love ever because <laughs> half the time I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ, Bobby. Yeah. You and then he, does, that lyric. then he does something so amazing, just jaw dropping, like, and there it is. That's why I keep coming. You know, weirdly enough, the reason I don't feel so bad about the money I'm dropping on concert, like Pearl, seeing Pearl Jam twice in the same tour, which I've never done before, which if I had the money, I'd just follow them around for this tour because whatever, but right. was uh, Taylor Hawkins dying from Foo Fighters. Yeah, so and as, I have no emotional. I don't really. I mean, I saw that. I like the Foo Fighters. I'm not a super fan of them. Like, right. it's just whatever. But I'm like their whole they're I mean, they are a big fucking deal and they're done. Unless they bring in another drummer, which they could do. Give it a year. But I'm like, I'm like, uh, it made me really think about my favorite band. Mm-hmm. I'm like, one of these guys is going to die right. and I'm not going to get the chance to see them. And I'm going to go all out. I'm going to, I'm dropping a bunch of money to fly out to Vegas for one night. Yeah. You know, I'm like, and I'm going to go to St. Louis and I'm like, I'm going to try to figure out how to see dead and company this tour. Mm-hmm. And I might try to see fish too. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. Those are high. Those are high flutin dreams. I don't know if right. that's all going to happen, but I'm like, we get a very short amount of time with our favorite artists. Right. You know, and that, that's just it. Life is short. Buy the tickets. Buy the fucking tickets. You can buy the tickets. Go. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's, I mean, I, you know, I mean, you, you know, me, we've been doing enough shows together. The dead thing is kind of a pilgrimage for me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. Will, I mean, I haven't been to a dead show with my wife since 2005. Are you guys going to Boulder? Which one are you guys going, going to? Going to Boulder. Fuck yeah. Yep. That's going to, we were supposed to go, you know, in 2020 and then this oh. COVID thing happened, but we were both really looking forward to that because it was going to be a big deal, you know? Yeah. And, yep. uh, and it got canceled and whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm really like, that'll be, I'm really looking forward to that. Boulder's the place to be. Yeah. That. that, yeah. Easy. hundred percent. Although they're really cracking down. Yeah. You got to go in a minute. They're, they're cracking like no vending, even worse than when we've been there in the past. Oh, like really? CU has shut that down. Wow. Not even the big commercial ones. So that's really? going to be a little weird. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Where do we get a Jerry roll? That's all right, I want. That's know. what I don't know, man. That's kind of a bummer. Um, I guess we'll just, I don't know, whatever. We'll go up to Netherlands or someplace and have a meal. I don't know. Even private church lot, the CD. Well, yeah, that we'll see how that goes. Um, I'm sure that'll be in full swing, but uh, that was like when we went to Alpine Valley in 2018 and there was no vending, none, not a grilled cheese sandwich to be had. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird and not very cool. Cause they fuck Alpine Valley. <laughs> <laughs> 
legendary uh, venue gone way, way, way south. Mm. Whatever. Whatever. The music was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. did we have we done anything? Did we, I, do we, did, anything? Uh, we definitely pulled out the rabbit hole. That's for sure. sure. All right. Oh, that's what gotta, the, today's thing just seems to be a rabbit out of a hat. Well, I'm gonna make I'm gonna find an image of Bugs Bunny tossing that hole. Oh, dude, it. that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go to a tech rehearsal for the rest of the day. And then well, I'm gonna see Thievery Corporation. Sounds like a nice little Sunday. Hell yeah. I'm gonna be well, we were at a we were at a show at the lead last night after my all day work call. I'm I'm going hard in the paint this weekend. I love it. Yeah. Cool. Buy the ticket, take the ride, y'all. Buy the ticket, take the ride. Word. We love you all. Toot your hooter. Toot your hooter. Toot your hooter. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. Later. Bye. Don't forget, toot your hooter.